This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, a very good evening, one and all. It was a draw at Stevenage, which means David Flickcroft is still looking for his first win as Mansfield Town manager. And as the Stags head to Chesterfield, their local rivals on Saturday, well, we're all wondering that very same question. Can the Stags and Flickcroft break this horrible, endless, seemingly endless, winless, negative run against the old enemy who are heading for the likes of Braintree and Co. in the conference. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. As always, I'm Craig Priest. Alongside me tonight, we've got Nathan Edge in the far corner. Evening. Simon Mercer, who's already at his way through half a packet of uh, chocolate fingers. <laughs> it after was winning half empty anyway. <laughs> yeah, of course they were. They were brought brand new yesterday. And uh, back from the abyss, Cam Felton, who's now switched his allegiances back from ice hockey to the football. How was Sunday? How was the ice hockey? Anything to report? Wasn't too bad. I got the result that I wanted, so... Well, or, or fun and games. Well, well, there you go. Happy days. Let's turn our attention... Back to the real reason why we're here, obviously, talk about uh, the beloved Mansfield 10 FC. We start, as we always do, with oddballs. Anyone who's been on our Facebook page uh, so far today will have seen the oddballs photograph. We've got a picture of three ex-players on that Facebook page, uh, all of whom have scored in a Mansfield versus Chesterfield fixture, but one is the oddball. Those players are Liam Lawrence, Calvin Andrew and Stephen Dawson, but who out of those is the oddball? Cam, do you think you know the answer? No, I don't think so. I might take a guess, but I'm not sure. Simon? Yeah, but there's two ways you can do it. There is two ways you can do it. Um, well, there's more than two. There's but... probably more, more than two ways than, than you can do it as well, to be fair. Uh, Nathan? Uh, I'll have it a guess. Okay, dokie. What would your two ways of doing it be, Simon? What would the, what would the two differences do you want me to answer now? Or? Yeah, well, obviously just the two. I won't tell you which one's right. I'll reveal the, the right answer at the end of the show. Well, you can see Calvin Andrew. Because? He's the only one to score at the Chesterfield New Stadium. Prozac, yeah. And you could say Pro-Zac, Liam... Prozac, sorry, Chesterfield fans. <laughs> <laughs> you could say Liam Lawrence because he's the only one that scored in the higher division fixture than the other two. 
Oh, you could. Uh, neither of them are right, so we'll reveal the answer. What the answer is at the end of the show. If you think you know what the answer is, rubbish uh, game anyway. Rubbish <laughs> game. Anyway. He's got his biscuits. He's not bothered. If you think you know the answer, let us know in the comments as always. And um, before we move on to Tuesday night, obviously uh, myself, Nathan, and Simon did an SOS podcast on Sunday whilst Cam, you were at the ice hockey. This is your chance, though, to reflect on last Saturday. Um, before we move on, oh, what an interesting afternoon that was. Interesting is an understatement, to be honest. It, what a topsy-turvy day. It was, that's it. We go into the game pretty confident. We're, fair enough, we've been on the back of a bad run. But we thought, you know what, crew struggling down there. We put in a decent performance at crew earlier on in the season and we come, come into the game nice and confident and we get that. Shower of <laughs> choose your words ex- carefully. Expletive ex- for, for forty-five I mean, minutes. To be honest, there were there was some swearing on Sunday, and I do apologise <laughs> for that. Yeah, there was a little bit. I think uh, the occasion might have gotten to me a little bit, but uh, no, it's uh, it's all but all fair in love and war, isn't it? Forty-five minutes. They might they might as well have just stayed at home. What's the point in coming to work? Played us for exactly. <laughs> well, I think I even then we want to be they want to be able to score past us. We'll stick Nathan goal next time. Don't yeah. worry. Uh, it was a they only scored three. It was well, a, yeah. It was a frustrating <laughs> afternoon all way all round, wasn't it? But the the thing which we said because we called for the SOS podcast at half time at four one down, and then <laughs> we nearly ended up winning the game. So were you encouraged by the second half at least? Yes, but why does it have to take to the point of with the four-one down for them to wake up and actually put some effort in? I, d- I don't. It's it's been a top. Ricky Miller nailed that head, didn't he? He did. You can't go four-one down and then expect to win. Exactly. No, no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that uh, brings us nicely to Tuesday night because once again it took us going a goal down to start playing. Nath, what a horrible night! There was a circus. Uh, <laughs> you knew but not on the pitch as soon as it's you saw the, the circus you just knew where the references were going to come in because uh, they really want a circus in town but um, again, why are those chocolate uh, sorry, sorry the chocolate fingers are too far out of my reach I'm disappointed he's eyeing them I know, yeah, let's get rid of the players no, sorry not you <laughs> <laughs> that's better carry on Nate sorry well no I, I, it wasn't good enough again whoa uh, whoa whoa why are you kicking <laughs> off Cam, on, Cam's man. licking his chocolate fingers carry on Nate sorry <laughs> um yeah, my, my, it just wasn't good enough again. Um, you know, a, a three points was essential and we didn't get it. And uh, I said it, I look, we've been done a favour again by other results. By, you know, by Swindon only drawing in the end, wasn't it? So we've Alex of, Fisher, what a hero. Who yeah. ever thought that? <laughs> so we've been, had a little favour there, but that luck is going to run out. We've, been, we've, we've, been, we've had a lot of results go our way lately and I don't think that's going to carry on. So... Um, it's up to us now, and I, 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 I'm not feeling galvanised. I'm sorry, I'm just not. <laughs> oh dear, I'm on, I wonder how many times he's said that in his press conference uh, today. Uh, we'll hear from the manager uh, later on. We'll also hear from Danny Rose and from Will Atkinson in a second or so. Uh, so I one nil down at half time again. It took us going a goal down to, to get playing, but second half we did manage to pull it back and an excellent. Team goal by all accounts as well. Mm, yeah, it looks really good work down the left with Johnny Un and CJ. So quite pleasing with that. And I'm pleased that there's like a midfielder kind of getting himself into the penalty area as well. Because we, I don't. For me personally, we're not scoring enough from midfield, and we need to get more bodies in the box. I think so in the opposition we're not going box. From anywhere in the middle. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> But I, I, quite, the reports that I read, because obviously I didn't go, 
Um, it sounded like Kane Emmings had a decent Shocking what you're well. doing on a podcast panel if you've not been to a game. Yeah, for I'll see you guys later. I mean, I wish I weren't there, but, you know. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. <laughs> only joking. Um, obviously, you know, can... Good team goal, as Sai says, but why do we need to go a goal down? Why do we need to sort of implode before we can start going? And the thing which concerns me more as well was, I don't know if you, you noticed Nathan picked upon it, the rift which has seemed to have happened between the fans and the players. We got behind the players on Tuesday night, and then Alex McDonald decided that he wanted to, you know, channel his inner Mike Tyson, didn't he? That's a, I, I, I'm, to be honest... I'm a little bit with McDonald here because I, I, I mean, I didn't hear what happened, but um, for a player to be provoked, I, I, that's why I feel. I feel like there must have been some sort of abuse yeah. given from them, and we know what our fans can be like sometimes. And so <laughs> well. it just just makes me question what was said to him for Alex McDonald to say something back. But saying that, um, he did up his game afterwards, so maybe it paid off to be honest. So, um, but it just makes you wonder what. The players are feeling or thinking at the moment, doesn't it? And it's not good to see fans and players falling out at such a crucial time no. of the season. That's something That's which concern you, Cameron. The, the, the rift that seems to be there at the minute because it doesn't just seem to be between, you know, the players and, and the fans. It does seem to be a bit of a rift with the dressing room at the moment. Xander Diamond, for example, looked very isolated at half time when he was doing his warm up. Paul Anderson out. In, in nowhere and I, I take it from I'm not going to reveal who my source is or, or where from but Paul Anderson is not injured what do you make of that Cam? It's interesting because you can look at it two ways you can think is the player not up to it or is is there something that's gone off because you see a lot about just bringing it up in the past like the the backroom antics that happened when Steve Evans, Steve Evans was in charge sort of like little jokes that were being played and has has something happened similar to like, like a bit of a jokey banter sort of thing and Flick Cross not took to it and dropped him I don't or it's, could, it's, could you see it from another point of view and put the cat amongst the pigeons and say is David Flick Croft looking at things for the start of next season and Poor old Anderson's not in his plans, sort of thing. And that, for for me as a football fan, when Ando plays, he gives hundred and ten percent, and he'd be the first one to sign for next season for mm. me. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Paul Anderson later on. Let's go to some of the comments now. Then coming in on the live stream. If you are watching on the live stream, keep your comments uh, coming in. If you're not and you listen to the audio version of this, Thursday six thirty ish. And it was a big issue tonight because we started at 7.30. But there's a reason for that and we'll uh, divulge in full what that is later on. We're having a bit of a Mansfield Matters podcast meeting before we started tonight. So that's why we're a little bit late. Anyway, going to the comments, keeping them coming in on the live feed. Jamie says, or Jamie asks, if we lose on Saturday... Horrible thought. Uh, do you think uh, Mr. Radford needs to say something about the future of Mr. Flickcroft? Let's start with Nathan. I'd have him gone now if it was up to me after, after Tuesday night. I think I said it, didn't I? I said if he doesn't win, um, playoffs are over for us. And I know we're only two points out of it, but it's not in our hands anymore. And the form we're on, and the way things are looking on the pitch, and it looks like it looks like the morale's, you know, down. Um, oh my god! If, I can't even think of if we lose Saturday. I, I, I just can't. I can't think of anything worse, to be honest. Simon, what about you? Same question. If we lose Saturday, um, yes. I would think that Mr. Radford needs to have a word in uh, Mr. Flickcroft's 
shell light. <laughs> what do you shell light, pal? <laughs> and um, well, it, something needs to be done. But if we lose, if we lose on Saturday, and he does get rid of Flitcroft, then to be fair, it's over anyway. So the match will let him stay to end of season, and then just let him get rid of him then. Because I mean, who knows what who, who, whoever comes in. They're not going to turn it around in 24 hours. The thing no, is, as well, a bad job, though. Well, you know? yeah, but <laughs> but the the point is as well. I think the Radfords have got this history now, and you can you can see they've gone from whenever they've appointed a manager, they've done it very quickly, really, with the exception of Paul Cox, who was the methodical thing because it was the close of season. Mm. Uh, with that, they had a little more time to think about it, um, and that obviously worked wonders taking the time, but. Adam Murray was appointed very quickly after Coxie went. Steve Evans appointed very quickly after Murray went. Um, and again, you know, David Flickcroft very quickly, two days after, you know, um, mm-hmm. Steve Evans left. So are they panicking when they need to get a new manager? Are they, you know, are they panicking? And, you know, I think with the Flickcroft scenario and the Steve Evans scenario, is they wanted to get somebody in. So it didn't kind of upset the momentum of how we were doing. Not the way we were playing, because, to be honest, the commentary game when Steve Evans left was not very good. No. And then we got Stevenage and then Lincoln. And, um, obviously, Stevenage was called off because of the snow. Um, and I think that they needed somebody in just to kind of steady the ship where they could have just let Dempster have two or three games while they shopped around a little bit. For me, I don't think it would have hurt, would it? Cam, same question to to you. If we lose on Saturday, ask Jamie. Do you think Radford needs to say something about the future of Mister Flitcroft? I say, I think it literally comes down to what happens Saturday. If <laughs> if we do lose, then it pretty much our season over. You can't obviously Lincoln have got two games in Andover. Coventry have got one game in Andover. They're the two that we're chasing. If they become out of touch, then exactly. then good luck trying to pull that back because it's out of our hands. Like it's out of our hands at the minute. But it, it I think it's just that how the players react in the game. If the players don't perform in the game, then that's not always up to Flipcroft. That's down to the players themselves. But if your tactics are wrong, then that's his fault. And well, if that loses another game, because that'll be. Is it up to the captain or the manager to get them galvanised? Well, fair enough. The, ca- the, captain's, <laughs> the captain's the one who's being, being left out in the cold at the minute because there's yeah. clearly something... Exactly. Xander yeah. Diamond did not look injured on Tuesday night. He looked a very, very lonely, depressed man. He didn't even... Even when you watch the, the warm-ups at half-time, he wasn't even getting involved with the other players. Cowpy, the carrying out the mm. equipment officer, he did well to, to bring him in and make him feel involved, but he was very, very isolated, and that it was upsetting to watch actually it's to, to look at. Right, He's it? the captain of the club. He should be, you know, the one who's. So I think you look at it. You look at it one way, and you think is is Xander trying to pull himself away from it to stop anything happening, or is Which it takes a good, good leader to do that, or is he being pushed out? And because it's hard to be told to go and perform and do such and such in a game if you don't particularly know if you haven't got the, the support around you it's fair enough if the captain's standing up and like this is what we're going to do, this is this this is this, what's the point if your team aren't going to back you up, you might have one, two players on a pitch that lead 
but you've got to have a full team backing to actually get it done. I did just going back to Saturday. Sorry, Craig. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, just going back to Saturday, I did notice that Flitcroft was shouting a lot of instructions to the players, and the players looked not interested whatsoever. Whereas going back to Lincoln, it was giving out instructions, and there was like. You know, they were acknowledging that they got them instructions, and then on Saturday it just looked as though they just wasn't interested. So, like, like what we've all said, you don't know if something's gone off yeah, behind I, the scenes. I, I don't think they're playing for him at all, really. I think it, with you see something happening where certain players are getting isolated, which is obviously a sign of something that's not good. But like, say, if, when it's like that, and it just doesn't look like they are playing for him. I just hope that on Saturday, I don't care if they're not playing Flickcroft. I just hope they play for us, yeah. the supporters, because that's, that's the least that we need right now, and that's what worries me. More comments coming in on the live feed. Keep them coming. Roger says that in relation to Tuesday night, Hayden White should have had a penalty. Referee wants blasting. Uh, Adam says uh, we need a new manager. I think Simon will take us to the next level. The yeah. level of manager. <laughs> what's your manager? What's your football manager CV history, Simon? Rubbish. Rubbish. Uh, Rubbish. Okay. Better than his. But well, excuse yeah, I might, me. I think you'll find. I, might do I think than... you'll find. I mean, next season, and I'm fourth in League One. And I was uh, tipped for relegation, so I think get priest in. That's like what I'm you saying. Football manager, or something. Yeah, 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 football manager. Yeah. I'm gonna have to buy this game. <laughs> You've never played football manager. I played it. I just not got it. Right <laughs> after this podcast, I am gonna drive you to Tesco to buy a version of this game. I've got no money. I'm skinned. So unless you're buying, mate, I would happily buy it. Buy it. I will Free buy game. Yeah. I will buy it. Not a problem. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, Charlotte, though, if you're watching, I'm sorry, but if as soon as Simon gets football manager, you'll probably never see him again. So even she might actually buy it for you. You never know. Yeah. Uh, more comments coming in. Um, well, <laughs> Callum says uh, with Anderson saying he'd play in goal to get in the starting 11 earlier on in the season and his inspirational press conference just before Evans was uh, Evans says Evans was fired but he wasn't fired was he, he was Evans left that's better yeah he put Evans left underneath sorry Callum didn't see that just before Evans left uh, it seems a little bit weird that he's not that he's out of the squad and not injured something has to have gone off because as we know uh, the pl- the performances have got worse by the week uh, Chris says Flickcross body, uh, uh, body language uh, was not very good on his press conference he must have known his days numbered Shelley says he will walk Saturday as the pressure from the fans over at the sheep dip will be too much for him to carry on if we lose and Callum says hashtag Flickcroft out priest in why not I'll, I'll take training tomorrow morning. We'll win four. We'll win six. I'll be your assistant if you want. Why not? We'll win. And we we'll can win. have Cam and Nathan's like physios and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. What job role do you How? want? What, what job um, role do you, do you want? Goalkeeping coach? Can you catch? Better than Conrad Logan can. Oh, He's not been. As I consistent recently. I disagree. I, lo- I love a joke turned into an argument. Nate, <laughs> rip him to shreds. Go on, Nate. Go on, Nate. Go on, Nate. He, he may have, his distribution may have not been great, and a couple of times decision making has not been great, but look at the saves he's been making. If it wasn't for that, we'd have been a lot more down, especially Tuesday night, he made some good saves as well. Fair enough, he's made the saves, but it's like decision making costing us goals. It's like uh, decision making cost us against Accrington not coming out. For a corner that he could, could have quite easily come for, Luton was another. His kicking, his decision making weren't great against Crow. 
but he's still done a lot to keep the ball out of the net, and that's his job. Really. We're going to let these two have a punch out, and whilst we do that, let's have a hear. That's listen. One of you had swap places with me. Yeah, well, uh, let's listen to one man who did change the game for the better on Tuesday night. That man, Will Atkinson, getting his second uh, goal of the season. Uh, fantastic bit of team play, and uh, he talks us through that uh, that finish. Working on you know the late entries into the box. Um, it's a great it's a great ball back from Hunter, you know, and I think Kane's just got a little nick on it, um, and I've just arrived perfectly, and it's just cushioned into the net. So I'm, I'm delighted to get a goal. Disappointed it couldn't have been to help us to get the three points, but we've got to stay positive. Uh, there's everything to fight for. It's a point in the right direction. You know, we came here for all three uh, after finding ourselves one down to a, a well worked goal from them from a, a set play. Um, disappointed to go into the break one down but yeah like you say we, we kept fighting we got the point and it, it's a point in the right direction so you know hopefully it can send us in the right direction hopefully we can get the whole three on Saturday we're all fighting for each other fighting for the same cause um, you know we're desperate to to get this club where it should be um, and it's a point in the right direction so like I said we're just going to bounce to Saturday local derby everything to play for uh, give it everything. That's uh, Will the Satnav Atkinson there speaking <laughs> to iFollow the- after the uh, the game. If you want to watch that in full, mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Will the Satnav uh, Atkinson there? Sorry, so are you going to say? I was going to say, do you think it's a point in the right direction? I think it's a point <laughs> in the right direction, guys. It's a point in the right direction. Oh, dearie me. All oh, right, fantastic. If you want to uh, obviously uh, listen to that, iFollow is the place uh, to be. We'll hear from uh, Stag's boss, David Flickcroft, and striker Danny Rose as well before the end of the show tonight. Keep those. Uh, Comments coming in. Roger says uh, he says uh, seven times to Atkinson. Uh, it was also a good team goal. Uh, Anthony says uh, if we lose on Saturday, then Flitcroft has to go. And uh, Mark says greatest comment of them all. Here we go. What has Digby got to do to get a chance? It's probably fallen out of him as well. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah, probably has to be fair. Now, um, well, I'm not going to make any comment because you know I think he, he needs to start. I think Bennett. I think Pierce would had a good solid game Tuesday night. To be fair, um, I think Pierce is obviously establishing himself as a bit of a leader and someone who Flitcroft seems to trust. But Bennett, since Evans has gone, has just started to slip off the radar a little bit. And that I know, no Reese Bennett, uh, and, and that uh, that tight He's partnership that he had with um, Christian Pierce seems to be breaking a little bit. So maybe that might be a window for Digby. And I think. A Digby against a Chesterfield set pieces could be the answer. Why not? Flickcroft out priest him, just saying. Get Xander in. Guess who my uh, best player is on bring football back, manager? Bring back the captain. Not Digby. Paul Digby. Bring back the captain. There's, there's something wrong with that game. How very dare you? Uh, obviously, <laughs> I, I've just thought if you're going to be a manager, does that mean I'm your mate Dodgy? <laughs> Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Oh no, comment. <laughs> Can we get back to some sort, some sort of? Uh, I found my job. Reaction. I'm going to be the commentator. Are you clients on the touchline? Oh dear. <laughs> I mean, there was a circus at Stevens. Can we get back to some form of reality, please? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh dear! Nathan, we heard from uh, Will Atkinson there. Obviously, took his chance, got back in the side on uh, Tuesday. But he's another one who seems to be indifferent, doesn't he? What's he got to do to to improve? Because I think he can be a good player for us, and it's just about the movement and him getting in, in right places. Yeah, I think he's a bit inconsistent, to be honest. Was it Saturday when he had a he had a terrible game and he got to brought off? I can't remember when it was, but he got brought off quite early a while ago, and he was playing pretty poor. Um, but he did he did play decent on on Tuesday night and. Uh, you know, he got his goal, which is a point in the right direction. And, uh, <laughs> 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 I 
what? Guess what? This, guess what? This episode, the title of this, the point in the right direction. I'm going to write that down so we don't I've forget. I've come to a conclusion that I think the players have got a thing going on now where they've got to see how many times they can repeat themselves, like in the in the interviews, like the manager. That's why I got about 19 erms in there instead of pointing in the right direction about 12 times. So I think that's what they're doing. Maybe that's why uh, Flip Cross a bit annoyed. Well, galvanised for a point in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it. It's his values, so, you know. Oh, galvanised. Oh, dear. But no, I, th- I think this... Uh, he was saying about... When he was the players fighting for each other and whatnot, I didn't feel like he meant it when he said that. It's like he was just saying it because that's what we want to hear him say. I don't know. I there was just, a not, there was a flat tone in there, wasn't there? there was, it? Yeah, it didn't seem to be the voice of belief. It was very sort of, yeah, well, we're fighting for each other, aren't we? But yeah, that's what he it seems. It's a bit of a, it's a point in the right direction, but <laughs> yeah, that's what he felt like. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. So I, don't, I don't know. I just I'm feeling very deflated. I want to be positive because I always have been, but this last few weeks I'm I'm feeling very deflated. I hate to say it. But um, and I'm 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 a, I'm a bit worried for Saturday now. Are you a superstitious supporter? I was, but you, I mean, like, I've tried are there certain, everything now? I'm going to say, are there, is there certain things that you do before a game or in a week or whatever when it relates to stags that you that you do and you keep doing if we win a game like wear the same shirt or you know go traveling go to the, the same pub or things like that get hammered so it looks a better game <laughs> yeah <laughs> I always used to wear a certain pair of trainers I used to think that I was working for but then that stopped so I've, try- I've tried every combination going so I think I said this every week but I think Saturday I'm going with no clothes on that's the only thing I've got left yeah please, please don't please don't even on the podcast we've tried something different like, so usually we just have one table which we all sit around but I've got another one now and we sort of sat around in more of a I do quite table. like the two table thing it's, it's very table, good isn't it table it's, to leave it's a very on. formal meeting isn't it it's yeah. great I quite like it it's, well, recently it's we've good. had a lot of meetings before or after podcasts we have. it does work hence the double lot of biscuits hmm but there you go. Uh, we're obviously going to be revealing the reason for the meetings. Obviously, some of you already know, but we'll be having a little bit more on that. Um, let's have a look at some more of the comments coming in then tonight and get the people at home, let us pull it back in the right direction or take a point in the right direction. Um Roger says, poor Digby, give the lad a chance. Uh, it says, Simon, can you kick a ball? Jamie says, I thought Digby was great when we played at Lincoln. Uh, Mark says, don't have to play him in defence. He describes himself as a box-to-box midfielder. He's even played uh, 10 at Ipswich, I believe. I like him in that yeah, interceptor role, although Simon, me and you will start arguing over that once again. Uh, Ryan says, Graham Alexander, that would be a great manager. Flickcroft, no good. And uh, Chris says, would like to see Daryl Clark as the manager if Flickcroft goes. Mind you, he's, he's likely to just go, do you know what, lads? See you later, Matt. <laughs> you know he actually did that, didn't he? In his in his, uh, in his post-match interview, he resigned from the job in his post-match interview and walked out in the press really? conference. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, in midweek. Yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. Um, Ricky Miller's injury before the game at ch- on Tuesday night. Flickcroft said afterwards after the event uh, that Miller would have been starting. I'd actually believed that to be honest, and maybe that's maybe one blow too far. What do you think? Hmm. Yeah, just it, it's another like nailing coffin for me. It's like you know we we're all hyped again, Ricky Miller in team, and then all of a sudden he's injured and he's out again. And it's just it seems to be at minute just one problem after another for Mansfield. Bit of lady luck, not sh- not smiling yeah, at the minute. Yeah, so oh, it, it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Really, isn't it? You know, you can't. 
you know, we were all wanting Ricky to play, and, he, and for the 45 minutes he played, he played really well, I thought. And then mm. I thought we I were, we were all looking forward to Tuesday night because we all thought he was going to be yeah. in and start. Well, no, I certainly wasn't. And, you know, it, it were like, yeah, we, you know, we stand a chance of winning this. And then all of a sudden, he comes on and he's like, he's tore a hamstring in his heart. And it's like... I say, he played a lot of the game on Saturday, didn't he? With yeah, that, did uh, he? Yeah, yeah. 15 minutes after coming on. And he's so. still the best player on the pitch. If I played him with a bad hamstring, I think we need him. But the halfway was a massive blow. And finally, it looked like the manager was going to back him. I've been saying it for weeks now, but uh, he finally looked like he was going to do it. Well, maybe only said that because he knew he wouldn't be able to play him, I don't know. Ashley in the comments asks, is Miller injured or is it to do with his court case? Well, that's at the end of the season after is it? I thought, after it, I, was I, done, I, thought I read it was April. So really? I, did, I, didn't I, thought, it, I, I thought it was the end of the season. I when was I, when I, reliably informed I otherwise, know. but no idea. Yeah, when the injury, I'm sure I read Might it was be wrong. April, but it has I happened before. remember thinking it was around the Chesterfield game. But I thought it was shortly after, but I can't, can't remember where I read it, where the article was, but it was somewhere out there and I think it would be worth looking at again. Mm. Um, but I did question that I did think is research. it related or is it Cam's on it Cam's on it go on get on it Cam but um, I, I, I don't know it would have been a nice parting gift for him to score winner against Chesterfield wouldn't it well there you go um, Chris says if you watch and listen to uh, Danny's press interview his voice and body language seem flat almost without belief in himself and his teammates to be fair I don't think Danny Rose is that much of a, a, a talker in press no. interviews anyway so that's uh, that's I think that's by the by. But on the subject of Danny Rose talking ahead of uh, the uh, the Chesterfield game, let's hear from him. Let's hear what he's got to say um, and find out if he thinks the players have fired enough enough fired up enough uh, to get us a Derby Day victory. I think everyone is me and the players and uh, everyone involved in Mansfield. It's massive for us and it's massive for the fans that we go there and pick up maximum points. Obviously, uh, the position we're in the league table, playing catch up, so um, we have to go there and pick up maximum points. We're playing catch up now, like I said, so um, it's important that we go there and get the three points. I think the performance has been good. Uh, obviously, the first half against Crew was unacceptable. The players knew that and everyone knew that. Um, I think we started the second half like we did, um, then we'll be fine. Uh, the performance against Stevens was good. It was good to pick up a point away from a, a tough place, so we'll go there full of confidence. I just think we need a little bit of luck. Uh, we've been scoring goals. Um, we just need to keep it tight at the back that we have done against Stevenage. I thought defensively we were brilliant, and we just need to put that all together now against Chesterfield, who was struggling and uh, a fight for their lives. Do you think, listening to Danny Rose there speaking to iFollow, full interview on MansfieldTown.net forward slash iFollow for that, do you think, Nate, that listening to Danny Rose, there is a belief in the camp, or is it just hearsay? Um... I don't think he did actually sound that flat, to be, to be honest. Uh, but uh, it's hard to read into players sometimes because players are different personalities anyway, don't they? So, like you say, he's, from previous interviews, he's, he's not the best interview interviewee. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think he he knows what it means to the club. So I think we've seen what when he came on against Lincoln uh, when we played them away. He obviously, got that goal, didn't he? And, he, and gave us a, the, a massive lift. I think. I think he'll be hungry to go out there, especially because he's been out for a bit and come back into the team. I think he'll be hungry to, to get on the score sheet, to be honest. Yeah, I think he needs a goal, doesn't he, Si? I think it'll boost his confidence a bit more. Yeah, he just needs one to come off his knee or something or deflect off him. And I think that might put him back on course, to, to be honest. Um, just going to like the game against Chesterfield, it, you know, if if the players can't be up for a local derby, then... To be fair, for me, they don't deserve to wear the shirt. If you can't be up 
and you know be up and at them sort of thing you know they don't deserve to put the shirt on and play in my opinion <laughs> Cam's doing some research finally oh yeah Ricky Miller thing going back to that uh, trial date set for the 30th of April Twenty eighteen. It's the end of the month. It's end, end of, of the, the month. month. So yeah. it would be after the Ye- Yeovil game yeah, would be yeah. bef- before that. So, yeah. yeah. So that that puts the nail in the coffee that is the definite injury then for me, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So that draws a line under that. Well that's why he came up on Twitter, that's what he said. Yeah. So. And he's back to himself. And, he, and one another thing as well, he you know uh, he sat with the fans as well, didn't he? Which which was quite good. Yeah. So he didn't have to, he sat with the fans and, and mingled with them, so I thought that was a a positive thing for him to do as well. Um, we're going to talk a lot more tonight. Keep your comments coming in as well. Uh, John says, Hi guys, uh, we will pull it back Saturday to the Mansfield we know and love. Terry says, It's a must win for both teams. Hope the defending is better. Roger says, Don't play Diamond again this, se- uh, this season. No disrespect, Xander. Have Digby as a standby defender at least, please. Uh, Jamie asks, What would your team be for Saturday? We'll be uh, on to that in a second. Uh, and we'll also uh, hear from David Flickcroft uh, as well and talk a little bit more about Paul Anderson. But I think it's, a li- it's time for a little bit of Derby Day fun and a little bit of lightheartedness to get us back in, in the mood because... The recent weeks, and it obviously reflects because we only talk about what's been on the pitch and what's been happening around the club. So when things aren't quite going right, it does seem a little bit doom and gloom. We need to bring it back to some form of happiness. So let's play 90 second, risk oh, it for a biscuit. Risk it for a biscuit. I don't no. I do my own jingles. Now, can you miss it? Can't cut, it's live. Can you miss this on, um, on, on Sunday? Um Where's the power? No, no, don't even think about it. You missed this on uh, Sunday, of course, uh, when we played the first round. Basically, it's the same as the 90-second defendant game, only the the difference is this time. Instead of winning the prize, you get to choose. uh, The person who's in control at the end gets to choose um, which um, biscuits are brought for the next podcast. And the two losers, they have to buy them. That's the new rule. Did somebody say Waitrose? That's that's the the new rule I am implementing this week. Uh, Simon. You, I don't know what you're being like that for. You didn't win last week, Simon. Pal. You are the man who was the winner on Sunday. Therefore, twice, you, in twice, time. in fact. <laughs> uh, Nathan still not won a quiz. Nathan still not won a quiz. to the goodness of my heart, I said chocolate fingers for him. Yeah, well, to be fair, he didn't not that he's at him. No, well, no, because Cam's been eating most of them. and the rest. So, Simon. You get to choose who starts off, who faces the first question. So tactically, where are you going to put yourself in the order? Remember, uh, the loser of this round is out, and then it's between the uh, the last two uh, to see who is the winner. So who are you going to put Seeing first? Seeing as I weren't here on Sunday, Cam. Cam's hey. going first. So we'll go. the order will go like this. It will go Cam, Nathan, and then Simon. Remember, if you are in possession, there's nothing to be actually in possession of, but you get what I mean. If you are in possession... Simon's uh, mugs empty. Well, but, no, we're not passing mugs around. Uh, if you are in possession at the end of the 90 seconds, you are the one who is out. Are you ready to play uh, 90 second Risk It For A Biscuit? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Three, three, Who were the two goal scorers when the Stags beat Chesterfield in January 2003? Uh, Craig Disley and Liam Lawrence. Correct, Nathan. Lone Pull Had. Lone Pull Had is an anagram of which former Stags and Chesterfield midfielder who also managed the Stags? 
Correct. Uh, Simon, Bobby Lesnick played for which side before joining the Stags? Exeter. Correct. Cam, Lashed Nearby. Lashed Nearby is an anagram of which former Stag who turned Derby Day spitting villain? Lashed Nearby. Pass. Uh, who was the last goalkeeper to keep a clean sheet for the Stags against Chesterfield? Alan Marriott. Correct answer. Nathan, the Stags were beaten by their rivals in the FA Cup first round in 2008. Who scored the Stags goal? Pass. Local Gem Grunt. Local Gem Grunt is an anagram of which former Stags and Chesterfield shot stopper? Local gem grunts. How many games did Alan O'Hare play for the Stags after joining seven, from Chesterfield? Six, seven, five. five. Other than Jamie McGuire. Stupid game. <laughs> Where's my question? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> if, you answer, if, answer, if you answer interrupted him, now you're going. The other, game, the other game where you asked the question, you already started asking it, so you get to finish it. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair point. Yeah. Well, I won't get anyway. But... Yeah, but you slide the game off, so you no, can, no, no, you no. Can no. I, I said you slide <laughs> the game off. Me and Simon, Simon, Simon have done. I didn't say game. I said Kane. No, no, you're out. No, you're out. You're out. Stupid game. Simon, Hello. And Nathan, uh, Simon and Nathan. Nathan, you're out. Cam, yeah. Simon and Cam, you're the two. Are in. Nathan, Nathan, you're back in. <laughs> back in. Uh, who would you like, Nathan? Who would you like to uh, start off the, uh, the game? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Peter says Nathan, Nathan's. Peter says Nathan's runs nearly as bad as Flickcroft's. It probably is. Not even gonna lie. But <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna galvanise it. Don't worry. <laughs> who are you going to put in possession first Dave? Put, put in right, right direction Simon you're in possession first you ready yes ok ok right uh, here we go Three, three, two, two, one, one, zero. local gem grunt is an anagram of which former Stags and Chesterfield shot stopper Muggleton correct Cam how many games did Alan O'Hare play for the Stags after joining from our rivals twelve Incorrect. Cam, other than Maguire, who was taken off injured after a 10-minute concern in the Johnson's Paint Trophy tie in 2013? Ah, uh, Richie Sutton. Correct. Simon, A. Calm Cuss. A. Calm Cuss is an anagram of which former Stags and Chesterfield winger? A. Calm Cuss. Pass. Simon, in the 2015... 2003 victory at Saltergate other than the late winner and sending off what significant thing happened in the game Shane Bradley spit at Reese Day incorrect uh, Cam sorry Simon uh, which which club did Jamie Maguire join, join from Fleetwood correct Cam which stag shot stuff was the penalty shootout hero against Slough in the FA Cup replay in November 2012 Shane Redmond correct uh, Simon which Dutchman made 40 appearances for the stags predominantly at right back during the 2005-2006 season John no Dutchman no pass no. Junk Box T is an anagram of which former centre back and captain Seven. Seven. Junk Box T pass I started my career as a Spurs youth teamer in the late 80s. I played 11 games for the Stags in 07-08. I've since managed works up town and Buxton. Who am I? Oh. Tottenham. Late 80s. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> is the, the answer was Martin McIntosh. By the way, the question for was Jake Buxton. Jake Buxton. Yeah. It was Jake Buxton. Yeah. Uh, funny story. Uh, which ones did you get wrong on the, uh, the, the local derby ones? I ran, out of, I ran out of time to write questions, though you might have figured that out. Uh, Carl Muggleton, you got. Uh, you were very lucky that I accepted that because you only said Muggleton. I was going to make you say, say his first name, but you got it anyway. Uh, Alan O'Hare played 25 games for the Stags. Uh, Sam Klukas was the, the ah. anagram. Um, Shane Bradley was lashed nearby, huh? and the uh, significant thing happened uh, was what, not the Shane sending Bradley off. was what uh, lashed nearby apparently. Oh, right. uh, <laughs> probably explains the split. Uh, that wasn't the significant thing though. The significant thing was oh. the referee was injured and replaced midway through the first half. So there you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I set the questions. I set the rules. Do what you can. However. Ooh. You get to choose two packets of biscuits. One each will be brought by uh, Nathan and Simon. What are you going to go for? Aldi special. Oh, what counts as a biscuit? No, that, no, that, 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 that is that's an entirely different argument. Oh no, Jaffa cakes day. are biscuits. That, no, that's an entirely different argument. Uh, for an entirely different Jaffa biscuits. That's why they're called Jaffa. No, 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 no. no. It's, a, it's you, a different if argument. If you go shopping, there well, are well, biscuits. Stop, stop right there! I will send you off, and you will lose the privilege of winning the game. Yeah, they are cakes. It's, it's a different argument for a different podcast. What biscuits do you want? <laughs> Jaffa cakes and oh, I don't know, the white chocolate round things that. Craig had a while ago. Fox's white chocolate. Yeah. Right. Things. Oh, come on. Work it out between yourselves. Work it out between yourselves who gets what and uh, bring them for the next <laughs> podcast. Uh, let's move back to the here and now. Plenty of uh, comments coming in forget. during that. Keep your comments. What? I will uh, forget. Hmm? Keep your comments uh, coming in. Um, Roger says uh, Flickcroft says the job at Stags is the most passionate he's ever known uh, Mark has given his opinions on which team he will give we'll read that out very shortly uh, and uh, so has Roger we'll read those out very shortly but why not let's hear from the Stags boss get your Horlicks ready uh, and get yourself uh, try and keep yourself awake um, <laughs> this is what uh, the Stags manager David Flickcroft had to say as he was speaking in his press conference earlier today um, he spoke about the importance of Saturday's game for both the Stags and our nearest and dearest rivals. I think it's massive for, for both clubs, uh, massive for both managers and, and both teams. Um, you know, they, they're fighting for their lives to stay in the, in the league. Um, you know, and they've they've been heavily entrenched in uh, a relegation fight most of the season, and it's draining, and uh, it, it drain, drains on you the actual magnitude of maybe going out of the league for a club. Uh, like Ch- you know Chesterfield, you know, so it's it's draining. I think uh, it takes away your energy thinking about what possibly might happen. Um, you know, so for the team, it's it's a difficult one. Um, very difficult for, for the supporters to accept that uh, where they've been all season. You know, but we've got to concentrate on uh, our objective this season and. Uh, and us getting, you know, getting in them playoffs now and securing a place in there, and that's what the focus has been. Certainly, uh, you know, before we went down to Stephen and just showed the players what it could look like um, in terms of if we win our mini league and uh, and reframe the season from from what we need to do. And uh, we've got a point down to Stevenage and, and the lads, you know, the fight back and the spirit of, of going down, you know, one nil and that that fight back. Um, I saw a group of players prepared to, to fight it's a good running in terms of um, you know 
nobody up there who's, who's in the who's in the top sort of top seven. Um, there's always some predictability. There always is in this league. I think Swindon conceding in the 89th minute, you know, against Yeovil, who you could argue what they're fighting for. Well, like I've well maintained all season that you know there's an honesty and sincerity in this league, and you know players are fighting for contracts. So, um, but you know we've got we've got games. We've got we've got four opportunities now uh, to go and cement our our players. I believe it is in our destiny. Um, you know, even though we're still chasing chasing that spot, um, but you'll you'll find unpredictable results right to the end of the season. That's David Flickcroft speaking to you. I follow earlier. If you want to watch the full interview of that, about fifteen minutes or so on that, uh, you can get to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow. Nathan, you were listening to that. You awake? You're right in the corner. Oh, there? I can't you're say right? I listen to Gavin. <laughs> you're, you're right in the corner. Simon, were you listening to, to that? You listening to, I, to, I to would bits drift of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he spoke about the fight and uh, the, the fight back, if you like. Um, so, do you think he can get them fired up for Saturday's game, or do you think he's trying to build long term? Um, if he talks like that to him, can't get him fired up for anything. I don't think, to be honest. But, you know, he, he has to get them fired up, to be honest, because, like I said before, if they don't, then they don't deserve to wear the shirt. Um, I just, I don't know, it's I, it's a tough one for me, for Saturday. You know, we I'd like to say we'll go down there and, and give them a game, but why should why should it take we going 1-0 down for the slads to kick in and like start to play a bit of football you know they, they should be like it from minute one not until opposition score That that's wrong for me it's a frustrating it's a frustrating situation isn't it with, with everything that we're going off and we, we'll talk about the snap poll uh, in a second um, as well but Cam obviously listened to that as well he praised the, the players uh, fighting spirit but uh, you know as Simon quite rightly said why should it take us going a goal down to, to start playing and, and and, and getting there, and he, he spoke about the importance for Chesterfield as well. And I personally felt um, that he cared a little bit too much about what the game meant for Chesterfield rather than what it meant for us. Is it, did you get the same feeling? You could look at that a positive way or a bad way. It's focusing on them, such a bad thing, not going into the game worrying about yourselves. It's been a tough few weeks, just trying. But we should, we should, they should, we should be going into that game for them to worry about us, not us mm, worrying yeah. about them. Mm. And well, yeah. we should be worrying about how we how, about ourselves because we haven't won in eight games, whatever it is now, so longer. So we should be worried about us a bit. Well, let's have a look at it, that uh, managerial record because, as you say, Nate, if we've not won in nine, obviously yeah, the no, uh, draw with um, Steve Evans in Steve Evans' last game as well. Um, Putting paid to that, but uh, on Stagsnet, um, the popular uh, Stags fans forum on there, uh, somebody has actually compiled a bit of research on Mansfield managers' past um, their first ten games in charge, obviously using three points uh, for a win. Um, Dave Smith comes out at the top with twenty points, and annoyingly, uh, so does David Holdsworth. Um, Paul Cox uh, with nineteen points. Uh, Stuart Watkins also with nineteen points. Uh, Bottom of the list, obviously David Flickcroft um, with just four points in his game so far. Of all the managers on here, he's the only manager not to have won in his first eight games or his first ten games in charge. Obviously he's not reached ten yet, but in the eight he's played 
not to have won a single game. Just trying to go through sort of who it took um, the longest, other than uh, other than uh, Mr. Flickcroft. Um, Mick Jones, he won his first game in charge. Um, the longest one for me, I think it was probably uh, Stuart Bowen, who it seemed to have took about five games uh, for him to get his uh, first win in charge. But doesn't fill you for, for much hope going in, in the future because if you look at the managers at the bottom of that list you can't really say many of them have actually gone on to you know do great things with the club have you it's the bad starters seem to have followed especially the fact uh, like, I'm not sure what sort of squad Stuart Bowman for example took over way before any of our time exactly right? but you look at the squad that David Flickcross inherited you know a very talented squad that's cost a lot of money to put together thanks to the Radfords and a squad that was fighting for automatic um, promotion places at, at, that, at that time um, that's pretty disastrous to be Billy Dearden's first spelling charge uh, one, two, three, four, five uh, one on his sixth attempt after three consecutive uh, defeats a draw and then a defeat um, so a similar poor start but obviously managed to turn that round and get us into a position uh, like Steve Evans did on the brink of promotion which Stuart Watkins then mm. uh, managed to uh, to take over and, and deliver on uh, but even even still as you say there Nath you know with the squad that he inherited when he came in why has it gone you know from, from that extreme to the other mm. and one thing I wanted to talk about which I put in my blog as well Simon after the game on Tuesday was mm. discipline uh, the number of yellow cards and red cards I think something like 23 yellow cards and 3 red cards in the last 8 games compared to just 8 yellow cards and 1 red in the 8 before Steve Evans left mm-hmm. concern? no not really because some of the decisions that the referee makes they've been for me the, these bit silly yellow cards I mean for example on Saturday um, the referee didn't book anybody in the first half or he booked one player and then like the first challenge of the second half was a nothing challenge and the card was out straight away so you know I, th- I think some of the referees have got to take take responsibility for it as well I mean again last uh, Tuesday night Aidan White I've looked at the replay and for me it's a stonewall penalty and um, he gets a yellow card for simulation, and gap. that and that's wrong. You know, I, there is there is red card like Mal Benning's was a red card. You know, and I hope that you know I hope he's learnt by his mistakes, sort of thing. But you know, some of the yellow cards we've had this season have been for nothing, and the the other the opposition have got away with murder as such I would be interested because like I, I think that is a little bit concerning because you're comparing it over to the to the last eight, to the 8 games before and to the 8 games now and that number's quite a big difference 8 to 20 26 was it 27 yeah I'm going to get the exact uh, figures so up just bear with me a second it'd be very interesting on. to go back and actually look what the, all those bookings were for in the, because I could, I, I, I'd like uh, to would say it be, would it be fair to say that you, you maybe say 25% of the bookings are referee errors yeah and, but you've had that all season as well I'd say so um, I don't think that you can really blame that impact on the, the volume going up and the thing is I wouldn't say that we've been tough tackling anymore so um, they, they've probably been for silly little things to be fair 
which again I think like you say probably is a little bit of a problem with discipline and if the players aren't um, focused on what they're supposed to be doing or they're, they're losing obviously when things aren't going your way as well that contributes to players losing losing discipline as well which has obviously been a problem but I, I think there might be something a little bit something in that um, and I say that red cards three of those red cards I mean Mar Bennings for for example was a game costing one that's for sure 23 yellow cards and 3 red cards that's mm. 2.8 bookings a game uh, so obviously you ran it up to 3 uh, in, va- in vast contrast to just the 8 yellows and 1 red picked up in the last game uh, last 8 games under Evans just to clarify those stats carry on Cal we, c- we can sit and complain about the officialing but you think the opposition have got the exact same referee it's yeah. just that Every referee that we've had recently is always it's like the referee against Accrington was very, very, very biased. You could tell that straight from the first off. Fair enough, Mal Bennings was ascending off, but just some of the fouls that he was giving, it's just. But don't you think when, that when things in, are going wrong for you, everything just seems to go wrong, and it's that fair enough. You try and bounce back from it, but how can you bounce back when everything just gets worse and worse? It'd be interesting to see and go back, as you said, Nathan, about to see what each individual booking yeah. in yellow card was mm. for, because then you can isolate whether it is a referee in performance or whether it is a, something in the dressing room. Mm. But don't you think that in a game where, like you know, we've made a challenge and you know we've been. Um, penalised for it and then the opposition have made the same sort of challenge and got away with it uh, you know don't, you guys ever like sat there and gone how's that not a booking way yeah well you've, you've when, got to be consistent have you you, you know be consistent when, with what you do you know when you know for example you know we, we kick a ball away in frustration you get a yellow card I mean we've seen it two or three times this season that like They've kicked ball away and not nothing's been said to the opposition and like you say it's um, consistency. There's one thing that has concerned me when just thinking off the top of my head. There's quite a few occasions over the last few games where we've been booked for diving mm. and arguably you could say Hayden White is that a desire to a try dive. and win something for the team that, that get that little and is try it, and buy luck to coin the phrase. Is it is it the players taking that upon themselves because they're desperate? things aren't going right and they need to get some sort of advantage out there or if it, is it something coming from management saying you know try your luck try and be a bit you know uh, be a bit cunning and try this and that I mean I don't I don't, I don't care if he does get an advantage I don't, I don't want to see that in our team I don't, I, I've never liked it from whoever's doing it and I don't think it should be a part of our game even if he does get us an advantage but there has been quite a few occasions recently where we have been booked for diving so I think it's like the niggly little fouls that have started to creep into his game again. You look at when Steve Evans and Dodgy were in charge, them niggly little fouls weren't in the game because Evans and Rayner wouldn't stand for it. and they didn't get play a, that way. Exactly. Yeah. It was always nice, intricate football and it wasn't about lunging into tackles. Now it's all rough and ready football and it's not what our team's suited to at all. The players that we've got, fair enough, we've got some big players that are physically strong but we've got players more players that are more capable of playing with the ball and it's just just cutting out bits of silly play in the game that have creeped back in recently and it's just disappointing to see that taking a step backwards again uh, can't defend set pieces niggly little fouls reacting to stupid little things with the fans it's Mm. 
it's just things that are starting to creep back in that the negativity had sort of like trickled out of the club and now it was now it's starting to all come back again but 10 times worse yeah negativity is a, is a is a beast which is hard to battle keep the comments coming in uh, tonight on the on the live feed john says if we lose saturday it will be one of the it will if we lose Saturday, it will, one, make it hard to ever reach the playoffs and uh, be a big body blow to the club and fans to digest. So let's hope the boys can see how much the game means to all and fight like a county. It certainly did that, to be fair, against Nuts County. They showed that fight and once desire mm. to win the game. So, you know, that does fill me with a little, with a little bit more confidence. Um, Shelley says Mr Drysdale was ref on New Year's Day thought he had a good game fingers crossed he keeps it up on Saturday of course Darren Drysdale the referee Saturday Roger says Hayden White one of the best players in going forward on the attack should be used a lot, a lot more take note David Flitcroft uh, Callum says hate to say it but if we lose on Saturday it will be it will be the day the majority of the fans really start getting on his back and wanting him out uh, and John mm. says uh, think mm. you're right Callum danger pot isn't it because obviously you're going to have a lot more supporters there than, than usual of the, what we're going to take about three, four thousand something like uh, that we'll pick just over stuff. two just over two thousand so three thousand yeah. a few in there and Undoubtedly, yeah, of, co- of yeah. course. So there's going to be a, a lad back in, some of which obviously might not have gone under Flitcroft yet, Bath for, for Knox County. And um, there are always a few which come out of the cupboard uh, for that one. So it makes it a, a pressure pot, doesn't it? And, and devotions will be very, very high. Very high. Yeah, They're obviously scrapping for their lives, and they they will know a, a win against Mansfield could really, you know, re-inspire their season and maybe pull them away from it a little bit if results go for for their way. It's it's. I think the pressure's more on us, to be honest, than than what it is on Chesterfield, because of our situation. Because we desperately need the win to get us up there. Yeah, but then so are they. They're, when you look at because of their result, obviously at Grimsby, that was a good old Mitch Rose getting that goal towards the end. Um, that was massive, and then obviously then only picking up a point up at, at Morecambe uh, in in the in midweek. They are, they are, they are in trouble. So, in some ways, if we can beat them on Saturday, that's pretty much a nail. It doesn't send them down, but it's a big nail in their coffin. So, I think they, I think they will feel the pressure as well. But I, I do think that they're going to be relishing at the same time because they'll look at us and think that we're not in. Well, we're in, we're in terrible form, and and um, you know it's a local derby. And the only good thing I can think is one form normally goes out the window for a derby, which is good for us. Yeah, definitely yeah, good for us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> their trend of uh, coming up against teams that haven't won in a while, uh, they seem to go and lose to them. So let's hope though those two things, um, you know, are relevant on Saturday. Peter asks, would you guys accept our team playing like an Accrington if it got you to the top of the league? Yeah, I'll yeah. take that <laughs> any way possible. John, isn't it? John Coleman's done a fantastic job at Accrington, and if if you could get that sort of manager that can do it on a shoestring then you go for it don't well, you they they kind of were like diving all up place weren't they Accrington oh they were and, yeah they were pretty um, poor I think that's is it my dad yeah yeah my dad that's what my dad's getting at you know because he, he come away from that game and he and he and my dad was frustrated he were like there's no wonder they're top at league how you know how they set about playing against doors chucking themselves about diving you know, winning free kicks when it wasn't a free kick, you know. Very much a smash and grab that game. Yeah. Because we were... As it was, as it was in, the, uh, in, in the game at their place as well. Yeah. But that's how they're so. successful. They, they, they battle it out and they, they, they draw it out, which no, is what we need to be. We've just got yeah. a hoodoo against them. It's, it's not we, great. We just <laughs> sometimes, I mean, I've been 
going a lot longer. We we sometimes we're too nice. Oh yeah, we're, we're too, well, yeah, we're too nice. we're too honest for yeah. his own good. Where like if Billy Keegan area, he'd had no option but to just go down in area. Yeah. Whereas Danny Rose or somebody like that would try and stay on his feet. Yeah. You need, you, know. some, you need to have that bit of play about you, don't you? That little bit of yeah. cheekiness, that bit of also, have like a go. And Ricky Miller and Daniel Rose, the amount of times they ended up on their bum yeah. on Saturday against Crew, they got straight back up though. Yeah. They were just, just digging I look at it in this way: we go to clubs, and we there, there are certain players we hate to play against and berate. Ollie Palmer. You know, uh, anyone at Luton, Danny Hilton at, at Luton, yeah. Billy Key. There are, there are X amount of players who we hate to play against and we boo and we bore we, uh, we that. But n- you can't say that we've got a player like that in our squad no, we when haven't. we go to one of the ground who, are, who, fear, who act that way because they fear that player. Yeah. yeah, apart from Ollie Palmer, I think we'd all like Danny Hilton to pull on a yellow shirt, you know. Oh, if only. <laughs> you know, I know Billy. I know Billy Keys. I know Billy Keys pulled on the yellow shirt before, but I'd like that him, was in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah I, I would like him to come back because yeah. you know a a player like Billy Key. Well, look how many goals he scored for Accrington this season, and it just goes to prove that yeah. he is a goal scorer when given the ball in the right areas. Exactly. So you know, unfortunately for us, you know he, he was he's battling depression and things like that bless him Roger in the comments says uh, the Stags need to have a plan B it's been broke for nine games so something needs uh, to change to fix this car we've gone from roller coasters to steam trains to cars um, not great with car analogies as you'll probably mention Cap no. uh, windscreen wipers and all that um, yeah. slightly what I want to know before we wrap this up uh, uh, for this week's episode is again guys in the comments if you're watching the live feed get involved with that if you listen to the audio version you want to get involved Thursday 6.30 Ish, maybe, maybe, possibly, probably Probably. Uh, on uh, our Facebook page. In this position, in this situation right now, I want to know from each of you what would make a good end of season finish. What would be playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, obviously, (laughs) be nice, wouldn't it? But when you consider this situation of we can't seem to buy a win, we can't seem to buy any bit of luck. one of the strikers who's hitting a bit of form has just got injured. Danny Rose can't seem to get to get a goal. We've got one of our best wingers, one of our best, most influential players not getting in the side. The captain's not in the side. From this situation, what would be a happy ending? Nath? Without staying the obvious of winning every game that's left. I'm guessing you mean, don't you? Yeah. Well... What would you be happy with? What would you walk away from this season with? I'm resigned to the fact that we're not going to go up this season. So... I think secretly I have been since Steve Evans left. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you never knew. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's controversial, but... It's been on card since Forest yeah. Green, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. yeah. That so was the Forest game. Green that was the turning point, That's, wasn't it? That yeah, was, it was the, the bit where we needed to come out and say, right, all right, we've got through the first week. Let's let's go and yeah. show what we can yeah, do. We just didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm resigned to the fact that we're not going to gonna go up this season. So for me, a happy ending to this season would be to win on Saturday and put the last nail in that in that coffin and, and pretty much send them down. Um, and for me, I would. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I've got. I've got no confidence in this manager for taking us on to next season. So, if he even if he stays to the end of the season, I don't. I don't believe in him for next season. So, for me, I'd have him 
gone soon, whether it's stems for the rest of the season, to at least give it another push for the playoffs and try and galvanise the squad. Um, and <laughs> to then, get it in the right direction. I, I, just give, I, I, just, I don't know, I just feel like the Raptors should draw a line at the end of the season and take a bit of time to try and find the right man for next season. That's that's what I think and, and go again. Really. Chris in the comments says consistency is the key uh, and neither Sparrows nor the Stakes have been been that over the past month. Uh, in relation to what will make this a good season, Callum says players putting in 100% effort in and uh, players putting 100% effort in and a playoff place. Nothing more, nothing less. Jamie just says win all games. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which it is. It is really. Um, Finally, uh, before we wrap things up uh, for tonight and just talk a little bit about the summer podcast and things like that, it's getting towards that time now. I just want one name. We'll talk about this more next week as well. Your nomination, first and foremost, for the Mansfield Matters Player of the Season, and then we'll do Most Improved Player. So I'm going to start with Cam. Your nomination for Player of the Season. Do I have to answer? Yeah. No. Um... Taking aside aside the nine games where we've sort of gone through, I think you know we've got to look at a bigger picture. It has been a full season, so there's um, got to sometimes you've got to step out of the negativity of now and yeah, yeah. And, and reflect a little bit more. Alex McDonald, Simon. Ooh, there's one or two to be honest. Definitely not him. Well, he hasn't played, has he? So. Exactly. <laughs> Bench warmer of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Bobby Olesnik. Yeah. Um, player of the season, before his form dropped, I would have to agree with Cam and say Alex MacDonald. Nathan? Um, again, I've probably said a couple. Um, McDonald is definitely... I probably edge with McDonald, but I'd probably say... Kane Emmings as well. Yeah, yeah, Roger says the same in the comments. I, you see how been most consistent lately. It took him a while to get going. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's it's one of them. Danny, if, if Danny had scored seventeen goals this season, you know we won't be where where we it's are. Oh yeah, true. What about the most improved player then? Someone who you thought maybe in the first month or so, you know, was not up to scratch and, and not going to fit the bill, and then someone who sort of turned turned things around. I guess the, the ideal candidate there is probably Kane Hemmings, isn't yeah. it? Because we were all sitting here, you know, wondering yeah. why. What about you, Nathan? Would you say? I'd, I'd definitely say for most improved to be him for me. See if he scores, you know, if he scores one goal in each of the last games, he's on the same amount of goals as Danny. Yeah. Mm. So you know, you got joint top scorers there. For me, there's only there's only one person, and that's CJ. Oh, so I was going to say CJ as well. 100%. CJ, yeah. You know, from when he first came, you know, he, 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 we all know he got the pace. We all know, you know, he, he could take players on. He just couldn't cross the ball. And he or just stop. couldn't cross the ball or <laughs> stop. And I think Steve Evans has kind of worked with him. Yeah. And made him into a better winger. Mm. And he's my most improved player. Definitely. Uh, We'll wrap things up in the comments. Shelley says, uh, "How much have the Radfords got for next season?" My player of the the season has to be Danny Rose. The, the, surprise, surprise. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jamie says, "Player of the season will be Pierce." Shelley says, uh, uh, "CJ most improved thought he would have gone out on loan." We said the same thing to be fair yeah. earlier in the season when he wasn't playing. Uh, Ashley says, uh, "Hemming slash Logan for most improved," and Mark also says, "CJ for most improved." And um, 
Roger says Bennett's been our best defender. Uh, we'll keep those comments uh, coming in next week. We'll obviously talk about this a little bit more. We'll have an awards ceremony uh, special. Final comment from Callum. Uh, I'd have to say Kane Hemmings. He was the missing piece in the puzzle. CJ for most improved. Evans gave him the confidence. Uh, before we uh, do our quick predictions and the answer to oddballs, you thought I forgot, didn't you, again? No. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, obviously, ish. Ish. Um, over the uh, next coming weeks or so, we're going to be starting work on our brand new summer podcast where we're going to be taking a trip uh, down memory lane it's called Mansfield Matters a trip down memory lane where we're going to be sitting down like this in a different studio location um, with ex-players who will be telling their story um, of uh, and their memories of uh, Mansfield Town FC now it's all going to be done um, for charity obviously we all know Sadly, Kevin Bird, Stag's legend, does have dementia and lives with dementia. Um, but we've we've all seen him. We obviously we all went on the, the memory walk when he was mm. uh, not the memory walk. Sorry, Nathan's walk for the the the, uh, the, the Chesterfield home game, um, which is a good apt time to talk about it. And he was fantastic with all the the stories of, of the Stags and things like that, and many memories. And that's where this idea sort of came from a little bit and we sort of knew then that we wanted to do something so we've decided that the summer podcast that we that we do um we're going to do them all sort of pre-recorded in a format like this and we want you guys if you enjoy them to donate um to our our page um with with eight uh, percent of proceeds from that going towards the alzheimer society if you want to get involved with that 20 percent will go towards uh, running costs and things like that uh, if you want to get involved with that and donate please please do we really need your help to make this happen uh, there is a link it's the pinned post on our Facebook page go and have a look at that and uh, please give whatever you can we'll be revealing some fantastic stories uh, the likes of Ian Bowling will be joining us uh, striker Mickey Bolding uh, Bobby Hassel stakes defender uh, John Delaye of course midfielder from the relegation season and early conference days uh, and plenty more names to that list as well which are going to be uh, adding uh, over the next couple of weeks or so stay tuned for that we're also going to be doing it in partnership with the Mansfield Chad so there'll be interviews in there and at the end of that series we're going to be doing a live show in front of a live audience where we love the feedback which we get from you guys at home you your comments week in week out make us want to continue doing this and without knowing that you guys were there we wouldn't be doing this series in the summer so for one night only we're going to get together a couple of ex-players we're not going to tell you who yet but we've got plenty of exciting things in the pipeline and we're going to put on an evening with those players for you guys in front of a live audience proceeds from which obviously uh, will go towards the charities the Alzheimer's Society if you want to sponsor the show uh, you can do we're looking for a series sponsor um, so it could be either you as a person or as a local business you get a professionally made advert and a visual advert as well all the details on our website or just drop me a message and I'll tell you more about that um, we've got series sponsorship available and we've got episode by episode almost in a uh, sort of match ball sponsorship time uh, thing going off as well more, teta- more details on that soon and the first one will be out at the end of the season right then um, if you want to find out more as well just go to our website um, right then um, Saturday prediction time Nathan oh, don't stop <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're hating me today aren't you I am I'm not impressed go on then Simon 2-1 uh, Mansfield Nathan <laughs> actually quite quick um, 2-1 Mansfield Cam 
1-0 Mansfield. What about your team for Saturday? I've just been reminded by Jamie in the comments. Lots of people putting theirs in there uh, earlier on uh, as well. Uh, see if I can find a few of them. What would your team be uh, for Saturday? I'll start with... Uh, you Simon obviously would there be a few changes I'll run through Rogers first uh, found his he says uh, Logan Anderson Bennett Pierce Benning obviously Mal Benning back from suspension mm-hmm. which is a key for us as well uh, McDonald White King Hemmings Rose and CJ White in the uh, right wing role what would you uh, what would you be be going for in your lineup? Um Logan Pierce <sighs> toss up between Digby and Bennett uh, right would be Aidan White left would be I think I put Benning back in to be honest uh, even though he had that sending off I think he's played alright Johnny Hunt's um, been bang average I like Johnny Hunt and as, as a yeah. player and he, he showed some promise when he was in earlier in the season but the last three games he's not really helped us other than in the no. movement he's for the done goal. a job he hasn't yeah. improved things has it he's yeah. basically just patched over a crack hasn't he really in, yeah. in some respects I'd have CJ left and Anderson on right, I think. Back from the abyss. Yeah. We need him, don't we? Back from the abyss. Um, The old in midfield, I think I would have Cam's mate, even though he's not really, uh, you know. None of them are pulling the penny trees at the moment, are they? I'd, I'd play McDonald just behind Rose and Emmins. John in the comments says the starting team of the second half against Crew. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. But with, well, with, with, with Benning instead of. But Benning in, in, instead of Hunt and. and pro, well, uh, yeah, you'd probably. You'd obviously. Oh. I'd probably say Anderson mm. in, in place of Miller. Anderson up top can do a job as well. And mm. I think we need that experience and need that pride and, uh, and that passion. Oddball answer time then. Um, earlier at the top of the show. I gave you three ex-Stags players, all of which have scored in the Mansfield versus Chesterfield derby, but I wanted to know who is the oddball and why. Liam Lawrence, Calvin Andrew and Stephen Dawson were the options. Simon, you gave for the few scenarios. Yes. Go through them again. Uh, Liam Lawrence, because he was the only one, I think, did we get promoted to League One that season? We were in Division One that season, yeah. Yeah, so he's the only one that scored in League One, the other two scored League Below. Okay. And the other one's Calvin Andrew because he's the only one that scored at the new stadium. Okay. Uh, It's neither. The answer, um, for for what I was looking for anyway, is uh, Stevie Dawson, who's the only one of the three not to score a Derby Day winner. Obviously, Liam Lawrence, 90-something minute uh, to win 2-1. Calvin Andrew, the 1-0. Uh, Stevie Dawson scored in the three-one uh, defeat in uh, in the relegation season. So there you have it. Happy days. We'll have another of balls for you next week on the podcast Thursday, six thirty on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash MCFC matters. Probably. Oh, Possibly. Possibly. But with four Possibly. games to go, could be. Can the Stags get Definitely. their <laughs> finished? It was him sign as well. It has been a long day. It has been a long day. Uh, but with Chesterfield on Saturday, obviously the, one of the oldest rivals, uh, rivalries in there as well. It's a must-win game for us as supporters, and we, we've all said it in, in different passages uh, today, haven't we? If you don't want to play for the manager, 
do it for us because we're going to back you, we're going to be loud, we're going to be vocal and we want to see you win because nobody more than us wants to see you turn around this season and try and give us that happy ending after all uh, as well. We need the big players to step up, we need the big players to put in a performance and just think, Calvin Andrew really in retrospect wasn't that great of a player for the Stags, is a, a hero because he scored that goal. Can you do the same? Can you get your name in the record books? We'll find out on Saturday and see if the Stags can take a point in the right direction. See you next Thursday, 6.30-ish, in the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.